If you can push through this fear, your act will drastically improve. A comic on Discord asked me, how do you appear more confident on stage? The simple answer is be more confident because confidence is really hard to fake. But how do you be more confident? Well, there's a lot of different ways. The best way is to stop being afraid of silence. Silence should be embraced. You just need to know when and how. But if the audience is quiet, that means I'm bombing. No, it doesn't. If I don't get 102 laughs per minute, I'll lose them. No, you won't. Take a breath. Realize the audience is there to laugh. They're literally seated in such a way that they're looking up at you. You ready for the solution? Slow your act way down. When I started, and for many years into my career, I rushed my material because I wasn't sure it was good enough. I was literally afraid that the audience would guess my punchlines if I went too slowly. So I beefed up my act with a bunch of tricks. I'd go super fast. I'd be real physical. I'd act purposely goofy on stage and making faces and all this stuff. It was all to cover up my deficiencies in writing. I was trying to be funny instead of being funny. And to be honest, the techniques I used, they worked. Yeah, if I sped things up, people laughed more. If I was silly, they would laugh more. But I wasn't doing it for the right reasons. There's styles to comedy. And being real fast or high energy or physical, those are all perfectly fine. But for me, they were just, they were fake. It wasn't authentic. It wasn't until I no longer cared what Hollywood thought. And even to some degree, I stopped caring what the audience thought and performed for myself, trying to make myself laugh, amuse myself on stage, share with them instead of trying to get something back from them, that things really clicked for me. That's when I slowed way down and I no longer was afraid of the silence. Sometimes as an experiment, I wouldn't put anything on the performance. I would just stand there, monotone delivery, just saying the joke. I would stare off into the void. That worked for me too. I was getting laughs in places that I didn't think were necessarily funny. They definitely weren't the punchlines to my jokes. But I noticed I, I was feeling it more. Even though I was doing it in such a straightforward fashion and, and really just slow down. Right. <laughs> I would do things subconsciously like give a little bit of a look and that would make a world of difference because I became confident. I knew the material was good. I couldn't wait to tell some of these jokes on stage and I wanted the jokes to get their full appreciation. Every word I had crafted 
to elicit a certain response from the audience. It gave what I was saying a chance to breathe, for the audience to take in the information and the setup. It created tension. And that's one of the keys to comedy. Create tension with the setup, a pause in between, and then release that tension with the punchline. Go back and watch Stephen Wright. Yes, his look and kind of scattershot, his material it doesn't have segues, it's all kind of surreal. That helps. But each of his jokes stand on their own. In the bit I do about everyone in my family dying, there's one point where I talk about how my grandfather wouldn't tell me that my mother died because he wanted to buy some time. So instead he told me that she went on a trip. And then I, I talk about for two weeks, I used to sneak up to my bedroom and try to call my dead mother on my Disney phone. And then I, I acted out, hey, mommy, I miss you. I hope you come back from Virginia Beach because I really need you and I really miss you. And I really would play that out and take a long, long pause each time trying to make the audience more and more uncomfortable, watch them squirm because I knew I was going to deliver just a, a bam to release it all. That's the my favorite part of my act because after I do all this buildup, I go, and then I'd always hear that voice on the other end. Ah, well, thanks for calling, little friend. Ha ha. And there's more to it, but I think you get the idea. Shush. You shush. You shush. What I do with that material is bring the audience way down here. I hold it until they almost can't take it anymore. And then I release it. They're not just sitting there laughing at jokes. They're feeling all these emotions and the laughs are bigger. The looks on their faces, it's almost like, thank goodness he let us out of that awkward moment. Here's how comics have traditionally used silence. They'll say the setup, they'll say the punchline, and then they pause to signal to the audience that now is when you laugh. It's almost like they did a little magic trick and they go to the audience, ta-da! And what does that do? Audiences are sophisticated now. They know this. So it puts them in the position of judging you. You don't want that. That's how you bomb. The audience has now become the evaluator of your jokes. Instead of going on this journey with you and experiencing all the emotions of expectations and disappointment and laughter and joy and release. If you signal to the audience, now is the time to laugh, and they don't laugh, you're going to start freaking out. You're going to start rushing the rest of your material. You're going to start sweating. You're going to throw tags away for a joke that you think didn't work when one of those tags could save the whole bit. And you're just... You're going to be the one with tension. When I'm on stage, I never refer to anything I'm saying as a joke. I don't like breaking that fourth wall with them. 
I don't like them thinking that I had worked on things and now I'm going to entertain you. Let's see what you think about this. They're not the ones to evaluate comedy. I am. I've been doing this a long time. I know what I find funny. I'm going to try to persuade them. I'm going to share it with them. But if they don't get it or they don't laugh, that's okay. That doesn't mean that I bombed. It means maybe I have to explain it better, or maybe I have to take one word out or add another word, all the things that we would normally do with material. But never, I never tell them, hey, this is a new joke, or here's a joke for you. I don't want them judging me. Picture this. You tell one of your friends, hey, I want to run a joke by you. They immediately think, okay, I have to tell my friend if this joke is good or not. Instead of having something naturally come up in conversation and saying it, and then allowing them to react naturally. Don't do that all the time. It gets annoying because that's when people think comics are always on. Oh, he's just working on his act or, yeah, <laughs> I've heard him do this before. That's ugh, makes my skin crawl. Just tell them afterwards, go, yeah, that's something I've been working on for my act. So they don't feel like they're being tricked. But I, this whole idea of I'm going to set you up to assess me is a no-go for me personally. That's doubly true or triply or a thousandly true for the audience. I'm not going to let them know what I'm up to. Why ruin the surprise? Why take away the magic from them? That's part of why people like crowd work so much. Because they're watching it happen in real time. And even if it's a pre-planned joke that comics have set up for whatever the audience says, they're like, oh, this, this little moment we just shared together. I have a whole video on crowd work. I'm not a fan of it. Do whatever you want. But there's a video about it. Give you my take on it. But that's the one great thing about crowd work is your most comics when i watch them do it they're not delivering it like material it's a back and forth they're hearing something reacting then they're reacting it's it's not ta-da that's one of the things you can learn from crowd work a master is someone who makes it look easy who disguises all the effort that went into it you don't know how exactly they're pulling this off or where it's coming from. A master, if she's on stage and performing and bringing you through these thoughts and ideas that have popped into her head, if she makes a mistake or doesn't get a laugh at what she originally thought was a punchline, you won't even know because it's so smooth and flowing that you'll be laughing at other parts that she didn't even intend to be funny. It's seamless. When I go to a live concert, I don't know if the bassist missed a note because they keep on playing. They get right back on track. This is just one style. It's the style that works for me personally there's plenty of styles out there. There's plenty of ways to convey what you're trying to do to entertain an audience. My dog Bingo is trying to get in right now, and I'm not going to edit it out. 
Willie, simmer down. Bingo, push it. I let her go out and push the door to come in. But it's turning winter soon, so push it, Bings. <laughs> Try this style out. Just give it a shot. Go up and just perform without doing the pauses at the punchline. Do it like Christopher Walken. Have you ever seen a performance by him in a movie? He's notorious for taking out all the punctuation in the script. And he decides how he wants to say it, where the pauses come and the inflections happen. Just give it a shot. If it works, awesome. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Maybe it's not right for you. I'm not saying this is the best. It's just, it's the best for me. I have a lot more videos on this channel that you can check out. I know I would point to them. They're here and here, but I don't know how to do that on YouTube yet. And I probably won't try to learn it. So when you have some time, feel free to browse my channel and check out the other little gems of wisdom that I'm trying to put together for you. Thanks for watching. I hope you find me again.